Welcome to this podcast series Transform Your Life by Understanding Bhagavad Gita. This is your host Dr. Sanjeev Haribakti and I'm here not just because I am a surgeon by profession but because I am a student of Vedanta since 2008 with the blessings of my teacher Guru Ma Samananda Saraswati ji at Samadarshan Ashram. Om Shri Paramatmane Namaha The eighth adhyaya Akshara Brahma Yoga introduces the supreme divine brahman as the foundation of life the highest divinity brahman is changeless and indestructible akshara knowing this brahman is one of the path to become one with the divine yoga the first two verses of the eighth adhyaya starts with arjuna's seven questions based on the last two verses of the seventh adhyaya where arjun hears some unfamiliar words and wants to know the real meaning of these words of the scriptures thus arjuna asks he purushottama o the greatest among humans kim tat brahma that is the first question of arjuna what is that divine brahma kim adhyatmam what is adhyatma kim karma is the third question what is karma adibhutam kim proktam he says what is said as adibhuta what is that material behind the scene creation stula jagata adidaivam kim uchyate who is known as adidaiva the essence of the subtle unseen world the sukshma jagata asmin dehe katham adiyagna ka putra he says in this body who is the adiyagna the divinity which is the essence of the individual and last question is niyatatma bihi prayana kale katham gneha asi and how your ever devotee can know you at the time of his or her death when his body comes to an end arjuna addresses krishna as purushottama the greatest among all beings as krishna is the perfection that humanity yearns to achieve purna purushottama that's why he is called as krishna answers all the seven questions in the same order and defines each of the words he answers the first six questions in the next two verses three answers in each words however krishna gives a very descriptive answer to the seventh question which becomes the subject matter of the eighth adhyaya he answers the first question what is brahma he says aksharam paramam brahma one that is indestructible one that is changeless and highest is brahman swabhavah adhyatma mutchate the second question what is adhyatma he says atma is the swabhava it is said to be adhyatma the essence of the individual bhuta bhava udbhavakaraha visargaha karma sangnitah what is karma the answer is the cause for the birth of all the beings and where there is a you know letting go of like yagna giving up tyaga this is known as karma the entire creation is said to be constantly changing that's why it is called kshara like a flowing river there is a continuous change going on in the nature which is a karya not on an individual level in our body but also at an universal level in the planets in the solar system the cause or the karana of the seen world is the unseen or the unmanifest subtle world or the elements which is called sukshma prancha or which is also called the maya and the cause karana of 
this maya is the highest divinity aksharam paramam the changeless indestructible brahma so brahma is the foundation adhisthana of the creation the entire creation comes from brahman utpatti and at the dissolution it merges with the same brahma lie and even during its existence stiti the creation gets all its energies and power satta from brahman which is the sole source of all the unlimited energy unlike the creation where there is a birth and end brahma the eternal divinity is unborn changeless and immortal unlike the creation which has a name and a form brahma is nameless formless nirakara and attributeless without any guna nirguna by its very nature brahma is independent for its existence on the creation while creation is completely dependent on the brahma for its existence brahma is all pervading supreme divinity is not limited by space time and objects brahma is a true consciousness chaitanya and is all pervading unlimited and eternal the answer to the second question what is spirituality adhyatma is the same all pervading consciousness or chaitanya brahma which manifests in an individual as a perceived individual consciousness which is also known as atma or pratyagatma is in each being is called adhyatma it is like a part of the whole this in spirituality adhyatma and to know this reality is a true spiritual knowledge the adhyatma gnana the perception of this universal consciousness in an individual atma is the essence of finding our own spirituality or self knowledge atma gnana and the energy of the satta of the atman is the same as that of brahman as the same eternal consciousness chaitanya is the essence of both atma and brahma so both are essentially the same it is only from the perspective of the individual or from a perspective of universality we give names of atma and brahma the answer to the third question what is karma it is the cause of birth of all the beings bhagwan says it is bhuta bhava udbhava karaha we all perform our karmas during human birth and these karmas are noted in our account as either virtues punya which elevate us or vices non elevating karma or papa karma according to the final balance we get an appropriate birth and this system which is created by the divine the observer of all actions the karma dhyaksha is a very fair system another meaning of karma is to learn to give as in a yagna visarga karma sangnita human beings have a tendency to possess and hold more than what is necessary for his or her own self or family learning to do our actions appropriately by the attitude of karma yoga means to do them with an attitude of yagna to let go or to learn to give for the betterment of many the next verse describes the answers to questions 4 to 6 what is adibhuta was a fourth question the answer is adibhutam kshara bhavaha all that is destructible all that is changing is adibhuta the seen world the stula jagata is always changing the fifth question was what is adidaivam purushaha adidaivam krishna answers he says the first human the adidaiva brahma ji the creator or hiranyagarbha is the is the adipati or the king of all the devas and adiyagna aham eva atra dehe bhagwan says i am the adiyagna residing in the body as the inner divinity as antaryami or as the inner voice 
The answer to the seventh question is very descriptive and consists of the rest of the eighth adhyaya. Bhagavan says, Antakale chamameva eva smaran uktva kalevaram. At the time of death, one who remembers me alone while living this body, yah prayati samadbhavam yati, and goes on an onward journey will attain me only, and there is no doubt about it. So this appears to be a very easy way to attend the divine. Bhagavan says, if you utter my name at the time of your passing over, you will achieve me. An ordinary person will feel that all his life he can live materially and then at the fag end of the life will just remember Ishwara and will get the freedom or attain the divinity. Krishna describes in the next words, it is not that easy. And we wonder how is it possible that I can remember Ishwara at the time of my death. Bhagavan says, Yam Yam Vyapi Smaran Bhavam Tyajatyanti Kalevaram. He says, whatever you remember while living this body, they only attain whatever we have done all our life, yearned all our life. That only we will be able to remember when we leave this body. So Krishna says, whatever we do all our life, the same we will remain at the time of death or we will remember at the time of death and this will determine our onward journey. Thus, if we want to remember God at the time of death, we need to devote to the Almighty all the time of our life. Only then we shall be able to possibly be remember him at the painful time of death. And this is because the human mind and intellect are very subtle and fragile on which the impressions or the sanskara form very easily in life. Whatever thoughts we have during life, at the end of the life, the same thoughts will continue. If someone has lived a material life, they will have similar thoughts at the time of death. If someone has lived a spiritual life of a devotee all their life, at the time of death they will remember only the divine. Those thoughts at the time of death determine the onward journey. One may fear, what if at the end of the life I am not able to remember God? What is the solution? Bhagavan says, Tasmat sarveshu kaleshu. Therefore, at all times, he says, do three things. Arjuna, ma manusmara. Remember me all the time. And Arjuna must be thinking, how is it possible? I have so much work to do. Bhagavan says, chayudhya. And also do your battle. Battle here because Arjuna's duty here in the battlefield is to do is is to go to war and that's why Bhagavan tells us that we should do our prescribed duties and remember him and third thing he says is surrender to me with your mind and your intellect to perform all your karma with understanding with karma yoga bhavana and to surrender all the results of actions karma phalatyaga and surrender also means surrendering our pride ahankara and our attachments asakti so, Bhagavan says, asanshayam. You will attend me only and there is no doubt about it. So, Krishna says that while you are doing everything in your life, whatever you do all your life, you will do at the end of the life and accordingly you will get the next life. He wants Arjuna to become a full-time devotee, Bhakta, by remembering him always, Sarveshu Kaleshu, Bhagavan says, every moment of our life. Krishna stresses the power of devotion. And how powerful it is to chant the name of the Lord, Harinam Smarana. He wants the seekers to practice effortlessly the devotional journey. At the same time, Krishna also wants Arjuna to perform his duties by the attitude of Karma Yoga till he gets the right understanding and the divine knowledge, Atma Jnana. This clearly shows that the efforts of the seeker are most important in the spiritual journey to attain the divine. The final attainment of the highest self for divine Maam Eva Ashyasi, Bhagavan says, meaning attaining the God is in the form of the God, either a Saguna Bhakti or 
devoting to the formless nirguna nirakara satchit ananda brahma swarupa by the seekers krishna warns the seekers to always do their duty karma and at the same time do chanting of the name bhakti to finally attain the divine gnana abhyasa yoga yuktena he says with the study of yoga constant practice chetasa na anya gamina and your mind focus going nowhere else he says anuchintayan constantly you keep meditating paramam purusham divyam yati you shall attain the highest divine and the supreme lord krishna says that to attain the final goal constant repetition practice abhyasa yoga of different paths of yoga including karma yoga bhakti yoga mamanusmara yuddhacha all this is essential ishavasya upanishad also stresses the combination samuchya of karma and bhakti yoga is more powerful than just doing one alone the mind is to be repeatedly surrendered to the lord mayarpita mano buddhihi constant meditation nididhyasana and introspection anuchintayan is necessary to internalize internalize this knowledge for the it to become assimilated in our life for this journey a lifelong dedicated study of scriptures abhyasa mindfulness on the ishvara or the atma chintana is necessary for such a yog to fructify what is needed is faith prayers and the grace of the divine also patience persistence and enthusiasm on the part of the seeker finally the yogic practices can lead to its goal only by constant meditation now where should we meditate that is another question who is that supreme divinity highest divinity krishna himself is showing who is that divinity he says kavim puranam anushasitaram he says kavim kavim means somebody who can see what others cannot see a visionary all knower of the past present and the future is the highest divine puranam which is ancient and still always new always the same does not keep changing anushasitaram the lordship who rules all the beings entire universe ano aniyam says extremely subtle even subtlest than the atom this is what even kaivalya upanishad tells us sukshmatvat tad vigneyam it is sukshma se bhi sukshma sarvasya dhataram who is the giver of the fruits of all the actions of all the beings achintya roopam cannot be imagined by mind or intellect aditya varanam illuminates everything like the sun tamasah parastat and transcends the darkness and saman anusmaregya one who remembers this tatva in this way repeatedly so scriptures describe the formless divine brahman as the only all pervading omnipresent sarvatra unmanifest avyakta divinity this subtlest of all tatva is so subtle ati sukshma that it cannot be described or even captured in thoughts or words neither the mind nor the intellect is able to grasp this formless divinity that's why it is called achintya therefore upanishada uses contradictory words to describe the formless brahma scriptures say not this not this neti neti to describe what is not the brahman and finally what remains a pure still awareness which is infinite and boundless is brahman the learned guru has learned the skills from the guru shishya parampara to indicate lakshit the brahman so brahman makes everything alive satta by its consciousness chetana and knowing this brahman destroys the darkness of ignorance for the individual tamasa parastat brahman can only be directly experienced by our repeated study abhyasa of the yoga sadhana or the meditation dhyana sadhana 
and during vedantic meditation one can directly experience the pure awareness of our own self atman which is the observer of all the thoughts sounds and actions in essence the atma is the same as brahma atma to an individual is what brahma is to the eternity for most seekers directly experiencing atma is difficult due to firm attachments to the material world therefore the yogis perform intense penance to become one with the divine how yogis attain divinity at the time of death bhagwan says prayana kale manasa chalena he says keeping the mind steady at the time of death bhaktiya yukta yoga balena chaiva with the devotion with the strength of the yogic practices bhruvor madhye pranam aveshya samyaka by steadying the life force in the center of the forehead satam param purusham upaiti divyam those yogis attain the highest divinity the supreme lord the final goal of the yogis who perform these intense yogic practices is to become one with the divine this self realization brings instant liberation from the baggage of the world mukti complete inner freedom from all the material attachments moksha there are different types of freedom mukti described in scriptures scriptures the one that is immediate by self knowledge atmagnan is called sadhya mukti the other is called the step wise freedom the krama mukti where the yogi by devotional practices like bhakti upasana attains the devaloka or the brahmaloka and then at the dissolution of the universe the laya srushti laya realizes the divine knowledge atmagnana and then becomes free moksha the divinity is one but there are many paths to attain the divine krishna pledges to clarify this one divinity to arjuna he says yadaksharam vedavita vadanti the one indestructible tatva that is described by the wise vishanti yata yatayah vitaragah and the one purified aspirant seeks to reach with efforts yadichanta brahmacharyam charanti and the one with seekers desire to attain by rituals and the study tatte padam sangrahena pravakshe i shall tell you about the divine position in brief the highest position krishna describes the one divine which can be attained by different seekers as per their inclination and the path they choose the thinkers rationalists and the logical people the jignasu choose the path of knowledge the gnana yoga while the people who are attached to actions the karmi choose the path of actions karma yoga whereas the devotees and the yogis they choose the path of pinans upasana to attain the divine bhakti yoga so the knower of the vedas the vedavit are the ones who have learned the vedas not only in words but in its true meaning they have learned the vedas completely including the veda the karma kanda the initial part in the upanishad the gnana kanda they have understood the essence of its teaching and have determined that goal as the final goal of their life those are the wise men who have understood the reality of the brahman the eternal divinity how would it be possible for an ordinary person to attain this formless divine brahma bhagwan says sarvadwarani sanyamya by controlling all the doors of your senses indriya sanyam bhagwan again talks about atma sanyama manorudhi nirudhyacha and steadying the mind into the heart murdhyadhaya atmanah pranam by steadying the life force in the brahmarandra astita yoga dharanam and becoming steady in the concentration or meditation by yogic practices there are many many different devotional practices or upasana described in the vedas This part of the Ved is called the Upasana Kanda, comprising about 15% of the Vedas. Krishna is describing these different Upasana in these two shlokas. 
Some of the ascetics withdraw themselves from the world. They sit in isolation for prolonged periods in the forest or on the high mountain top and exercise a tremendous control over their senses with deep penance. They self-control their sense organs including eyes and others and steady their mind into pure awareness by prolonged and repeated practice of meditation. They activate the chakras to ascend on the yogic path to tap their creative energies and finally through the final sahasra chakra in the center of the head unite with the divine energy by constant practice of the yogic penance. There are others who would be householders like Gruhastha and they perform various other upasanas to attend the divine. One of them is the Om Upasana, well described in the scriptures. Bhagavan says, Om iti ek aksharam brahma vyaharan. By repeating Om, which is a one-letter name of the divine Brahma. Mamanusmaran, one who remembers me like this. Yah prayati tyajandeham, one who leaves the body. Sayati paramamgati, attends my highest destination. So Om is a one-letter name of God and provides the most concise definition of the Almighty. The Omkar Upasana is one of the means to attain the Divine. Om consists of three letters or Matra, A, U and Ma, which describes both the form, the Saguna and the formless or the Nirguna, Divine Brahma. Each of the letters is a representative of our three daily sense states of awareness, the waking state or the Jagratavastha, the dream state or the Swapnavastha, and the deep sleep state or the sushupti avastha or also denotes the three types of the body the gross body the stula sharira the subtle body the sukshma sharira and the causal body the karana sharira the silence after the chanting of these three letters is called the amatra and that silence denotes the attributeless or the nirguna brahma the chanting of om is one of the ways to connect to the divine those who repeatedly chant Om during their life as part of their Upasana are able to chant Om at the time of their death when the gross body is through the Sharira is no more and the subtle body, the Sukshma Sharira goes on an onward journey. These devotees are also able to merge themselves with the highest divinity by knowing the true meaning of their own self. They also attain the highest divinity by knowing the true nature of the divine. Krishna says, for some I am easily attainable. He says, Ananya Cheta Satatam, one who is constantly connected with me with a one-point focus. Yomam Smarati Nitya Shaha, one who is constantly remembering me. Nitya Yuktasya Yoginaha, such a yogi who is always having his own self-control of the mind and senses. Tasyaham Sulabha Partha, for those kind of yogis, for those kind of devotees, I am easily attainable to them. Krishna shows the one who is the most capable of attaining the divine, Paramprapti. The question whether God is difficult to attain Durlabha or easy to attain Sulabha looks like a very complex question. The simple answer is that it depends on the eligibility of the seeker, Adhikaritva. It depends on the efforts of the seeker to undergo the spiritual journey, Sadhana, to attain the purity of the mind, Shuddhi, to understand the divinity. It depends on whether the seeker has the burning desire to know the divine. We need to decide our priorities in life and pursue them with a one-point focus. Self-restraint is a very important virtue to progress on this path. The wise man says, God attainment is neither easy nor difficult, but we all have unknowingly attained Labdha, the divine, as we are all divine souls wearing the garb of a human form. 
Scripture says we attempt to attain or know the one which is already attained or known and that is why it is called praptasya prapti. What are the benefits of attaining this divinity? Bhagavan says, though I can be attained easily, there are great benefits. He says, Mamupetya punar janmana apnuvanti. One who attains me does not get rebirth in this world. In this world, Bhagavan describes by two words. He says, Dukhalayam. This world is full of suffering, Ashashvatam, and is constantly changing, evanescent or transient. Those Mahatmana, those great men, Siddhim Paramam Gataha, he says, has attained the eternal fruits of liberation, moksha. Krishna shows the grand benefit of knowing and attaining the divine divinity. Those wise realized souls attain immortality as they know their own eternal nature. They do not have to pass through the cycle of birth and death of the mortal beings. They are liberated from this world, which is fraught with miseries, dukkhalayam and constantly changing nature, ashashvatam. One may wonder why Krishna says this world is full of suffering. Dukhalaya. We may argue that this world is so beautiful, I want to come back again and again. In reality, this world is full of dualities, dvandva, pleasure, sukha, and the pains, the dukkha, as they come one after the other. If we analyze our experience of life, we remember the painful or the more often uh, than the pleasurable moments of our life. All the definite events of life, such as childbirth, growing up, diseases, old age, death, are all painful events. We do not have a choice in any of these events which may come up at any time and create difficulties and make our life miserable. Even day-to-day life is a struggle for survival for many. To maintain a family with a limited amount of money to educate, nurture children, to keep up the expectations of social relations is not easy. There are many stressful events and fears that people undergo during their lifetime. Only when we see a beautiful rose, we are enamored by its beauty. And when we try to touch or pluck it, we feel the pain of the thorns. Similarly in life also, objects tempt us to have some pleasure, while the same objects when created or enjoyed create a bondage and give suffering. The other reality of the life that Krishna alludes to is that everything in this world is a shashvatam, temporary. The basic nature of this world is that it keeps changing. All the happiness that we feel is temporary and evanescent. It soon is replaced by suffering. Whatever, without our choice, everything comes to an end one day. So scriptures tell us to remember this nature of the world and to remain detached from this ever-changing world. The great benefit of self-knowledge is that the wise man does not have to come back in this world that is painful and transient. He or she is liberated from all the attachments, pains, miseries, fears and death by the understanding that the true self is unborn, eternal and immortal. They are fully aware that they are not these material bodies that undergo all the modifications of pains of the birth and the death. These are the truly great man, Mahatma. Everything is temporary while the freedom of the moksha is permanent. Bhagwan is telling Arjuna here, now in the next few shlokas, he says, Arjuna, Abrahma Bhuvanan Loka. All the lokas from this lok to the Brahma Loka are all temporary, transient. Punaravartinaha. Jeeva has to come back again on the material plane. To kaunteya But O Kunti's son, one who attains me, punar janmana vidyate, is not reborn in this universe or in Brahmanda. Krishna reveals the two distinct journeys after death of an individual. One is a journey to the other higher lokas. There are 14 lokas, the seven higher and the seven lower. According to scriptures, the journey of the Jeeva to each of these lok is determined by their karma. 
in the human birth. Krishna says that after journey to any of these 14 lokas, Jiva has to come back to this earth, the Manushya Loka. However, in contrast to these journeys, one who attains the highest divinity during the lifetime gets instant freedom, Sadhya Mukti. And even after death of their body, the Jiva does not have to come back again to this uh, material plane. This Jiva is liberated from the cycle of birth and death and from this miserable Dukhalayam and Ashashwatam, the transient world. Upanishad reveals that the knowing of our true self, Atma, which is the same as the all-pervading, eternal, nitya, consciousness, Brahma, is the reality, that is the Satya. Whereas all the Loks, including this world, is transient and not the reality, they are all Mithya. This wise discrimination should be constantly done by all the seekers who wish to understand the truth. Further expanding on the time-bound, the Kala, Parichinna nature of all the higher Lokas, including Brahma Loka, Krishna describes the day and night of the Brahma Loka. He says, Sahasra Yuga Paryantam, Ahat Brahmana. He says, Thousand Yugas make one day of Brahmaji. Similarly, Thousand Yugas make one night of Brahmaji. And he says, The age of the universe is 100 years of Brahmaji's life. Those yogis who know this reality, they know the essence of time. Scriptures tell us the lifespan of the universe. It is said that one yuga comprises of the four yugas, the Chatur Yuga and Sata, Sata Yuga, Treta Yuga, Dwapar Yuga and the Kali Yuga. Each of these yuga will go on for thousand years. Krishna reveals that one day of Brahmaji, who is the one of the trinity of the prime three forms of divine, the Brahma, Vishnu, Mahesha, is equal to one thousand yuga. It is said that four lakh and twenty thousand years make one day of Brahmaji and the same number of days make one night of Brahmaji. And the age of the universe is 100 years of the life of Brahmaji. So the crux of the message is that even after millions of years, finally everything comes to an end. All the lokas and even the Brahma Loka comes to an end. Those yogis who have understood this essence of the reality between what is time bound and what is eternal, they are the real yogis. He says, Vidute Chanaha, they understand the real essence of time. Next verse, Bhagavan says, Avyakta Avyakta. Sarva Prabhavanti, everything becomes manifest from the unmanifest at the daytime of Brahmaji. And at night time of Brahmaji, everything becomes from manifest, it becomes unmanifest. Scriptures also describe that universe becomes alive or is created when Brahma's day begins and the universe dissolves into the Brahman as the night of Brahmaji happens. And on the universal basis, this constant change of dissolution, creation keeps happening. Srushti Pralaya, Srushti Pralaya. And even on an individual basis, the constant cycle of birth and death is going on for the individual jiva. So all the beings are born again and again. When the night falls, all the beings are destroyed. And at the daytime, they are again reborn without the control. Avasha. There is no control of the jiva. Those who were previously are again reborn. Krishna describes this constant cycle of birth, death, birth, death for the jiva without his control. This is due to the maya and due to the past our karma based on our past impressions or sanskara. And they accumulate our virtues, punya and vices, papa. And based on their balance of karma, we get another birth, which is determined by our karma. The only choice Jeev has to do good karmas during his lifetime so that he can elevate his own journey or the next journey. This constant cycle can only come to an end by the Jeev knowing his or her true eternal self during the human birth. And this knowledge liberates the jiva from his choiceless cycle. How is it possible that a cycle comes to an end? What is that eternal to know? Bhagavan says, 
डिफरंट the sukshma sharira and the cause of it the ignorance of the maya avidya all these is considered avyakta krishna wants us to see beyond all these unmanifest something to the highest self the paraha the divinity brahma which is completely different it is vilakshana as it is without any attributes nirguna this highest divinity is eternal sanatana unchanging nitya and which is the foundation of all that keeps changing in this world Answering the first question of Arjuna what is Brahma Krishna had said the highest unchanging divinity is Brahma this is what is akshara brahma paramam and again Krishna is clarifying the same brahma in this eighth adhyaya the path of union by knowing brahma the akshara brahma yoga he says avyaktokshara iti uktaha that unmanifest eternal tatva is the indestructible ch- un- changeless brahma that same tatva is my final destination tamahu paramam gatim he says yam prapya na nivartante by reaching which one need not come back to this earth tad dhama paramam mama that is my eternal abode krishna says that one which is above all that is changing that is unmanifest and which is the unchanging eternal indestructible is the brahma the highest divinity he says to achieve this divinity paragati is to attain the highest divine parmatma or brahma which leads to complete freedom and this freedom when attained during the lifetime is called jivan mukti and is possible only by knowing our true self atma gnana which gives instant benefit the onward journey to any of the 14 lok including swarg lok brahma lok after death of the jeev needs to come back to the earth this is aparagati the highest onward journey of the gnani who attains the eternal divinity uh, is is possible only by knowing that there is one pure consciousness chaitanya which manifests as atma as well as as brahma This knowledge leads to liberation and moksha and this is what is called as a paragati where the person need not come back to earthly planes and how can that highest divinity be attained bhagwan says o partha that supreme one in whom all the beings reside in whom all this yena sarvam idam tatam in whom all this pervades ananya bhaktya labhya can only be attained with one point devotion the highest supreme divinity which is the foundation of all the beings and the final resting place where everything pervades all the beings objects places world all the time this divinity is beyond the confines of time place and person it is all pervading and this supreme divinity bhagwan says can only be attained by one point devotion ananya bhaktya labhya so devotion is the highest love for god either in the form or the idol of the god the saguna bhakti or even in Uh, in the formless devotion the nirguna bhakti one pointed devotion means complete surrender with all our expectations problems solutions possessions and attachments devotion to a form bheda bhakti also needs to be later on transformed later to see divinity everywhere and to understand god as my true self abheda bhakti the final culmination of the devotion bhakti is in the divine knowledge gnana finally we need to see divinity everywhere that it is not the instrumental cause nimitta karan but also the material cause of the universe all pervading everywhere thus we shall be able to see 
in all the beings antastani bhutani bhagwan says the same divinity just as a pot is nothing but clay from all sides all the beings are nothing but divinity in different form shapes and names just as the space within the pot the ghatakash is the same as the space outside the pot mahakasha the differences are perceived only due to the temporary appearance of the pot now krishna describes the two parts of the onward journey of the jeev after death he says yatra kale prayata that path where leaving the body the yogis know whether to come back or not oh bharata shrestha he says i shall tell you about these two path is describing the two onward journey one is called the uttara uttrayana the north path which is also called the dev path or the sun path the surya marg where one not need not come back to the earthly plane while the other is dakshinayan marg marg the south path which is also called the pitru marg or the moon path the chandra marg where one needs to come back to the earth after some time krishna describes his two paths in the next three shlokas he says when people go on this path they attain brahma loka and they are welcomed by the devata of the fire daytime in the shukla paksha during the six months of uttrayana and one who knows brahman say this ved brahmavida and the other he says yogi who have attained this loka have always to come back that is the six months of dakshinayana they are welcomed by the devatas of the darkness dhuma ratri krishna night and the krishna paksha and they attain the light of the moon and when the jeeva travels after death on this southern path the dakshinayan is welcomed by all these devatas bhagwan says these two paths the shukla path and the krishna path they are always jagatah shashvate mate they have always been there in this world people only keep changing on on one path the north path one when one goes to this path they do not need to come back whereas another another path the south path they need to return back and these two onward paths uh, bhagwan says they they uh, the yogis they know this very clearly what are these paths on the north path shukla path they do not need to come back they can enjoy the pleasures of the higher lokas continue their devotion to acquire self knowledge and later they merge with the divine with the oneness and get freedom from rebirth whereas on the south path the krishna path after enjoying the pleasures of the heaven and the higher loka once all their virtues their punya are depleted these jiva have to come back to the earthly planes and take birth again and continue their spiritual journey arjuna must have thought what why do i need to know all this after knowing this paths bhagwan says yogi does not ever get deluded by moha he says yogina muhyati kashchana tasmat sarveshu kaleshu yoga yukta bhavarjuna he says therefore at all times become a yogi knower of this wisdom bhagwan is telling arjuna krishna is answering the seventh question of arjuna how we can be remembered during the time of passing over krishna says what we do at all our life we shall be doing at the time of passing over therefore all throughout our life we need to become a yogi a devotee and continuously perform yogic practices to become a devotee of the almighty krishna says the onward journey and the two different paths are clearly known by the yogi therefore they remain detached from all the attachments of the world and do not allow the power of maya to delude them from their goals having known the power of devotion they pursue their goals with a one point devotion to attain the supreme when krishna says at all times tasmat sarveshu kaleshu yoga yukta bhavarjuna it may create a dichotomy in our mind how is it possible that we can do yoga sadhana all the time krishna has already described how it is possible he says tasmat sarveshu kaleshu he says ma manusmara remember me in yuddha and 
do your duties my arpita manor buddhi he surrender to me with your mind and intellect and you shall attain me there is no doubt thus in our life we need to perform karma yoga bhakti yoga both at the same time with a surrender of our ego to the attain the divine by gnana yoga coming to the final shloka krishna describes how the yogi transcends all the three gunas to attain the divine while pursuing the yoga sadhana constantly he says tat tat sarvam idam viditva after knowing all this that has been said krishna has already described all this he says whatever is considered to provide the virtuous fruits of actions punya karma like the vedeshu the study of the vedas yagna tapa or the penance and dana donations this yogi after understanding all this he crosses everything yogi atyati param sthanam upaiti chaagyam and attain the supreme abode of the highest self so scriptures describe that doing our karma karma yoga bhakti yoga gives us punya in the form of adrashta phala the unseen wealth several spiritual practices are described in the scriptures like yagna tapa dana adhyayana study of the vedas all these are considered pious and elevating however the devotee who has understood all this the two paths that on one path he has to come back the other path he gets complete liberation he determines his life journey accordingly focuses on the highest goal of life and pursues his life the attitudes of karma yoga bhakti yoga and then the upasana sadhana uh, atyati and becomes one he transcends the yogi transcends the material realms and becomes one with the supreme divinity therefore krishna calls on arjuna to become a yogi he says yoga yukto bhava arjuna tasmat sarveshu kaleshu yoga yukto bhava arjuna pursue a constantly devoted life along with performing all of our duties to attain the spiritual knowledge that krishna is talking about we come to the end of the eighth adhyaya Om Tat Saditi Shreemad Bhagavad Kitasu Upanishatsu Brahma Vidhyayam Yoga Shastre Shri Krishna Arjuna Sambhate Akshara Brahma Yogo Nama Ashtamodhyayaha Thank you for listening to this episode in the series Transform Your Life by understanding of bhagavad gita this is your host sanjeev hope you have gained by the sharing for more detailed understanding please visit youtube channel s hari bhakti it's one word s h a r i b h a k t i where you will find multiple adhyaya videos arranged in respective playlists or you could join whatsapp learning group a bhagavad gita study group where we do a guided in-depth study of bhagavad gita over one year period do send me an email request on s haribakti it's one word at the rate gmail.com so i can share a link for you to join this group thank you